Amen. Let's get into the word. Uh, today's message is going to come from the book of Genesis, the 12th chapter, going to be reading verses 1 through 9. Again, that is the book of Genesis, the first book of the Old Testament and the first book in your Bible. Uh, chapter 12, verses 1 through 9. There are many translations of God's word. I'm going to be reading from the New International Version today. Uh, let's see what it has to say for us today. Amen. Hear ye the word of the Lord. The Lord had said to Abram, go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all the peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So Abram went as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he set out from Haran. He took his wife Sarai, his nephew Lot, and all the possessions they had and accumulated, and all the people and the people they had acquired in Haran. And they set out for the land of Canaan, and they arrived there. Abraham traveled through the land as far as the site of the great tree of Morah at Shechem. At the time the Canaanites, Canaanites were in the land. The Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your offspring I will give this land. So he built an altar there to the Lord who had appeared to him. From there he went on toward the hills east of Bethel and pitched his tent, with Bethel on the west and I on the east. There he built an altar to the Lord and called on the name of the Lord. Then Abram set out and continued toward the Negev. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Pray with me, please. God, we thank you. We honor you. We bless your holy name. We thank you for every good and perfect gift that comes from above, Lord God. We thank you for this opportunity to gather once again in your word. Lord God, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight. Allow this to be a word that blesses the people. That your will be done. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. From uh, For the time that we get to spend together, I'd like to talk a little bit about from the word go. From the word go. Go means to start something, to, to begin a journey, to travel somewhere. And uh, I moved around a lot when I was a child. And because of this, I am fascinated with journeys. I love to see them start. Uh, every school year, I moved. Almost every school year, I moved addresses um, growing up. And then my mom and dad uh, were divorced and lived in two different states for a while, one in uh, Illinois and one in Indiana. And so I recall traveling back and forth every other weekend between uh, Indianapolis, Indiana and Freeport, Illinois. 
I graduated from high school, eventually moving to Indiana. Uh, I graduated from high school and decided to go to college in Texas. So we moved to Texas on August 1st of 1998. And I remember that because my family also moved down here with me, meaning my mother and one of my sisters. Uh, I love also the thought of traveling for vacation. I, I love to go places when I can, and I appreciate it when it is time to go. I know I'm not alone in that. Um, we are all attracted to journeys. We're all attracted to wanting to go somewhere. Uh, there are travel groups. There are people who make a living out of coordinating other people's travel. Uh, we are attracted as well to stories based on a journey. Uh, we can recall uh, back to high school English class. We had to read stories like the Epic of Gilgamesh or the Odyssey. Those were stories about people going on journeys and having to travel. Uh, there's a movie franchise that's based on a book called The Lord of the Rings. And I remember seeing The Lord of the Rings and it was about people traveling to destroy a ring. And you may not have to look at uh, The Lord of the Rings. Some of us may remember The Wizard of Oz, where Dorothy is transported to a faraway land and travels to see the Wizard of Oz down a yellow brick road. Uh, people loved the Wizard of Oz so much that it got remade into a more soulful rendition by the name of the Wiz. And so there are some of us who sing Follow the Yellow Brick Road, and then there are others of us who prefer the ease on down, ease on down the road. We like journeys. We see the beginning of a journey in scripture in the book of Genesis. We meet a man by the name of Abram who will later change his name to Abraham. And he's about to go on a journey right in the book of Genesis chapter 12. Uh, the book of Genesis chapter 12 is where the book starts to shift. Um, chapters 1 through 11 kind of focus on God's creation and general groups of people and how general groups of people behaved. Uh, there were a lot of people who were disobedient in the book of Genesis chapters 1 through 11, and they got punished for their disobedience. But Genesis chapter 12 changes the focus, and we go from general society uh, to a single family that becomes a vehicle for a blessing. Uh, Genesis chapter one, verses one through three sort of, uh, set the, 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 set the focus and the direction for the rest of the New Testament because the Lord called Abram and told him to go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you a great nation, the text says, and I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. You can't just get the blessing and hold on to it yourself. You got to bless others and I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you, I I will curse and all peoples of the earth will be blessed through you. That is setting the direction for the Old Testament. Abraham is blessed and he is blessed to be a blessing to others. Abraham is 
so prolific in religious history that the so-called three great religions all claim lineage to him. Uh, Judaism claims lineage to Abraham. So does Christianity and Islam. They all claim lineage to Abraham. We get a little bit of backstory in chapter 11 about what's about to happen in chapter 12. Uh, you see, Abraham's father, Terah, initially started the journey. Abraham's father, Terah, lived in Ur, uh, southern Mesopotamia, and intended to migrate to the faraway land of Canaan with his family. However, Terah only reached the city of Haran in northern Mesopotamia when he died. That is considered modern day Turkey. And so Abram hears the voice. And the voice says, go. That's it. That's all it says. Just go. The voice doesn't initially tell him where to go, only informs him where he should depart from. Go from your country and your people and your father's household to a land that I will show you. And I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you and I will make your name great so that you will be a blessing. To Abram, this voice says, go. And the Hebrew on that go is the most emphatic way possible. It'd be like typing in all caps and boldface with half a dozen exclamation marks behind it. This is not, God is not making a gentle suggestion here. The Lord's issuing a stern, solemn command. Go. Just go. The Lord commands Abram to go to an as yet unknown land that he hasn't seen yet. And it's a rough situation. You see, Abraham or Abram is 75 years old at a time where a lot of people usually died at 45. His father has just died and his wife is barren. I, I want to stop there because I, I find it interesting uh, when we look at some of these situations that they always say the wife is barren, but they never say the husband is sterile. I wonder about that. But here you have a man who's lived 35 or 30 years longer than most people do in this time period. And, and he's got a wife with no children and, and, and he's dealing with the death of his father and a God whom he doesn't know very well has just shown up and told him to go. Not only has he told him to go, uh, Canaan, to, to Haran, which is modern-day Turkey, is about 400 miles. But he's asking him to travel eventually to a place 400 miles that he's never seen. And Abram is going to shape a future that he won't ever see. It's hard to go on a journey when you don't see the end in mind. It's hard to go someplace when you don't know exactly how it's going to turn out. But with all of that uncertainty, Abram still goes. 
Abram still gets the blessing and Abram is still a blessing to other people. God gives Abram instructions. I say this time and time again. Anytime there is a miracle in the Bible, there is somebody following instructions before that miracle happens. Get up and go. Get from your father's country. Get out of the land that you know. Leave what you know behind and go. Abraham follows the instructions and Abraham's faithful obedience blesses the world. God is able to create a blessing out of nothing. I don't know about you, but that excites me to know that I serve a God that is able to create something out of nothing. I know that there's a God that when my back is against the wall, he can create something out of nothing. When I need help, he's able to create something out of nothing. God created a blessing for the entire world out of nothing. The word blessing is used about 88 times in the book of Genesis. It means to speak well or multiplication or fertility or you get flocks of animals or acquire land, peace, also an overall well-being. Abraham was blessed to be a blessing. And Abraham makes an altar on the journey. See, when you're blessed, the right response is worship. And Abraham, or Abram, if you will, does a bunch of things in the Bible without being told. He doesn't need a hymnal. He doesn't need a book of worship. He doesn't need a ritualistic service. Abraham worships regardless. And he worships without somebody having to prime him up, without somebody having to sing his favorite song, without somebody having to tell him to. Abram worshipped, when you read the book of Genesis, without being told to worship. Abram tithed without being told to tithe. Abram did a bunch of things without being told to do them. He worshipped when he needed to. He gave when he needed to. And he moved when he needed to. Not a lot of fanfare, not a lot of excuses, not a lot of, well, let's sit down and plan this out spot by spot and piece by piece. Abraham just did what God told him to do, and he did the work. Not only did Abraham do the work, Abraham did the work and never saw most of the promises fulfilled. He didn't get an opportunity to see himself become a great nation. He didn't see his name become great. Abraham never saw all the earth's people blessed through him. But God told him to do something, and he believed God and did what God told him. God, he, Abraham took God's word at face value. And that's why when we skip all the way over to the New Testament in Romans 4 and 22, it says that it was reckoned to him as righteousness. By faith in God's promise, Abram took his wife, Sarai, and his nephew, Lot, all their households and possessions, and he set out for Canaan. And he settled there, a stranger in a strange land. At Shechem, by the great oak of Morah, the Lord appeared again to Abram and to assure him the promise. To your offspring, I will give this land. And Abram trusted 
this to be the promise of God, and he worshiped. He built an altar. He placed stone upon stone, and there he worshiped the God that makes promises and remembers him. But God's blessing Abraham led to Abraham blessing all the families of the earth. Uh, God told him that he was going to have more descendants than there were stars in the sky. Told him he was going to have more descendants and more people in this nation than, than there were grains of sand on the ground. Although he never got to see it, Abraham was blessed. His name was great and he was made into a great nation. Because Abraham would have children, one named Ishmael and another named Isaac. And, and with Abraham and Isaac, we end up learning about Jehovah Jireh, the one who's our provider. And, and Isaac would go on to have twin sons, Esau and Jacob. And, and Jacob would change his name to Israel after wrestling with God. Israel had 12 sons, one of whom was named Judah which means praise. And going further down the line, we'd run into a man by the name of Boaz. And Boaz would marry somebody by the name of Ruth. And Ruth was the one that said, I know my Redeemer lives. And Boaz and, and Ruth would have a son named Obed, who would then have a son named Jesse. And Jesse would go on to have David. You, you, you know David. David who killed Goliath. Uh, uh, David who penned Psalm 34, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praises shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make a boast of the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. And, and David would get into a little bit of trouble. And when he got into that trouble, that's where we got Psalm 51 from, creating me a clean heart and renew a right spirit with me. Out of that relationship that he got in trouble about, we got somebody by the name of Solomon who was the wisest of all the kings and all the men to ever come. He was the one that told us, my son, forget not thy laws, but let thine heart Keep my commandments for length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them upon thy neck. Write them upon the table of thine heart so you shall find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thine own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Blessed in this family. And it would go further down the line till we ended up in a stable in Bethlehem where a husband and wife by the name of Joseph and Mary and a baby boy named Jesus would go up to walk on water and heal the sick and raise the dead and open blinded eyes and set the captives free and become the perfect sacrifice for all of our lives, a ransom for all of us. He would heal us and give us access to eternal life. All of that happened. Because God said, go to Abraham, and Abraham listened. And because God told Abraham to go and he listened, Jesus was able to say, follow me. 
And we would get access to eternal life. He would suffer under Pontius Pilate, be crucified, dead and buried and rose again on the third day with all power in his hand, seated at the right hand of the father. Abraham didn't get to see the great nation. Abraham didn't get to see the blessing, but I'm glad that we were able to get that blessing ourselves. From the word go all the way to follow me. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the doors of the church are open, and we invite you to come. Pray with me, please. O Lord our God, how excellent is your name in all the earth. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, your name is great and greatly to be praised. We thank you for the word that went forth, for those who heard it and those who will hear it later that if they have a desire to know Jesus Christ and the pardoning of their sins, they'll ask, what must I do to become saved? Lord God, let your holy word, through your Holy Spirit, help your holy people in your holy church for your holy kingdom. Let this be a seed that is planted in good soil, 30, 60, 100 fold. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for watching this video. Please be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and share. Don't forget to connect with me on social media, Pastor Johnny Simpson Jr. on Facebook, at Pastor J. Simpson Jr. on Instagram and Twitter. Thanks again for watching, and God bless.